This, this, this is, 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 is. Fight Disciples. We're at the world famous Gallagher's gym here in Bolton. Absolutely freezing outside. It's March, but listen, I turned up in a t shirt and no socks for one reason. This place is always about a thousand degrees. It's ridiculous. As you can see, obviously, I'm with the main man, million dollar crawler. Going to LA in a couple of weeks, mate. Bit of a, yes. bit of a holiday out there, bit of a, a walkover fight. Nice That's it, a nice tick over job. <laughs> now, uh, it's under a few weeks now. I think we're going about 10 days. Well, yeah, under two weeks. Yeah. Uh, we go out there, gives us enough time to get out there, sort of acclimatise, time difference, stuff like that. I always think it's worse coming back, to be honest, but go over there. Most of the hard work will be done. Well, nearly all the hard work will be done over here. It's just a matter of going over there, staying sharp, and um, roll on fight night. Absolutely. You fought in the States before. You fought in Vegas. Yes, big show. I have, went yeah. on the card, wasn't it? Yes, on uh, the Victor Ortiz on mm-hmm. the card. And it was, Joe, it was a great learning um, curve, that sort of. Well, I boxed a lad, and I was only talking about this the other day. I was talking about it with Carl Frampton, and the lad I boxed, he didn't have the best record at all, but I was on my own. I ended up a nightmare, because Joe was here. There was a shot at the Olympia that night, and there was three of the Smith brothers on. So understandably, and rightly so, he was here. Um, but so I was on my own for a week because he was meant to come with us. He couldn't come on the day, so I was on my own like till the night before the weigh-in. And you know, I was in Vegas, and when I think now, I was, I was walking up and down the strip on my own, and just do you know, like I was probably doing a daft amount of miles a day, so I was nowhere near as rested as what I should have been. And yeah. you're living, you're learning. Like I said, the lad didn't have the best um, record, but then getting the ring and Nacho Bernstein's in his corner, and I think. You know, it's a bit tougher than what um, what, it, what he expected. But no, I didn't. It was one of them. I won the fight, but I made um, made out of work for them. What what should I? But yeah, I boxed in um, America before. The American fight fans. How did they differ then from the from the UK fight fans? And how did that prepare you well, to go out to LA? To be honest, the, the um, I was on. You know, I was probably on about three o'clock in the afternoon. Ah, three. Yeah. So yeah, there was a few hundred who, who might come over to. You know, watch us. I was a few hundred in attendance. Um, so it's hard to say. I can't comment too much about it. But I think it's different as in a Vegas crowd. People will tell you, a Vegas crowd, a lot of people just flood in for the main event. Yeah. I've been at other shows in um, New York, other places, and it's more of a fight crowd. And I think I think in um, LA, we'll, we'll have a good fight crowd. You've uh, got Ramirez on the undercard. It's, um, I'm sure it won't be short of A-listers sat ringside. Yeah, there's usually so a few celebrities at the Staples Centre. Been hanging yeah. out with uh, Mark Wahlberg, a few of the games of thrown cast and stuff like that. So I'm guessing some of them might be there as well. But, um, Fuck Game of Thrones then. Yes, that's the it. Game of Thrones, the I think I'm the only person out. who's not watched it, so I wouldn't know anyway. <laughs> but, um, you want the Collie cast over there? Yeah, I, like that, listen, you know? I'm more impressed with the, um, the load of lunatics who are going to come over and watch us, mate. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we touched on it there. Obviously, it's a slightly diff- different level opponent than what you faced in in Vegas. This is the yeah. guy that a lot of people um, are walking around saying is the best fighter on the planet. Yeah, pound for pound right now. Um, prior to this fight getting made, I know your mentality's probably changed now. Would you agree with that statement? I I said you know I can see he's got a very strong eye. I like Terence Crawford. Me, um, you know it's a toss up between those two. Yeah, I just um, I've been a Crawford fan for years. So, you know, possibly that, listen, if last weekend if Garcia would have done it, you would have been saying he, he was the man. Um, 
But yeah, he's, you know, I'd say it's out of Crawford and Lomachenko. Out of the two, then, if you know, if if, if weight wasn't an issue, would you rather have faced Crawford than Lomachenko? Is that like the ultimate test? Um, or? I think no, because I think Lomachenko is more, you know, widely regarded. I think more people probably have got Lomachenko, um, and he's probably more well known to yeah. people, and you know, very unique fighter. So um, I'm looking forward to testing myself against the very best. Absolutely, and, you know, that's what he is. Talk to me then, man. What makes him? What makes him unique? What makes people put him on a pedestal? Yeah. You've probably watched him I more think, than anybody the last few weeks. Yeah, you know, he's, I think his main asset it certainly is, is his movement and his feet. He, um, fighters can become very sort of disillusioned, but very sort of you know can feel you makes him feel a little bit useless in there, you know, because you can't hit the four guys back to back. the guy. Let's yeah, that's it. No matter, that's it. Everyone, there's that one point. It was just making people quit, and I think you know he likes that, and and I understand. I understand why. You know, there's nothing more frustrating. And even so, when we're doing bits of sparring, and Joe makes a good point to me, he says, "Listen, you've got to get used to being frustrated, mm. because in the fight there will be times when you get so frustrated." And I, it's, as the camp's gone on, I've got more and more used to that. Do you know where sometimes, and obviously people go, well, "That don't make sense," but. Joel had me throwing certain shots, and certain shots aren't gonna land, but it, it's sort of the frustration, sort of mentally to think, now there's gonna be times in that in that fight where you throw, and you will be frustrated because you can't land, and you've gotta stay disciplined and stay towards the plan. Yeah. He is widely regarded as the number one pound for pound, but you know, look down his record, yeah, he's been at a very high level yeah. throughout, but he's lost the fight, he's lost he a lot of rounds, over the last 10 fights or whatever. In yes. his last fight, he's, you know... Pedraza had great success. Pedraza was brilliant for the first Yeah, he wasn't. Pedraza's a class fighter, you know, for some reason. He gets remembered for the Gavante Davis fight, but yeah. Pedraza's a class fighter. Um, I mentioned then how hard he is to it, but Pedraza had great success that night. Absolutely. And Linares, the fight before, not only did he put him down, he was right in the fight. And I know Styles make fights. Obviously, I lost to Linares, um, convincing the second time, but, you know, Styles make fights and... That just shown those two fights, and and he's you know had a defeat as well, which was a long time ago. He's not invincible. As brilliant as he is, he's you know no man's invincible. Yeah. Um, and it, I'm under no illusions that it's going to take something very special for me to be. But I'm preparing for that, and um, you know there might be just one two opportunities in this fight to sort of take take that chance yeah. to uh, pull off a huge upset. And I'm preparing the best I possibly can to do that. And I really believe of whether I find the shot, whether it's the game plan or whatever it may be, I'll find a way. That's what I genuinely believe. See, when you look at Amir's fight against against Terence Crawford, it's hard to game plan for someone like Terence Crawford because there is no blips on his record. Yeah. Whereas there's no blueprint. There's exactly. No, yeah. and, and listen. Don't get me wrong, it's you know it, it's a t huge ask, of course it is, but with Lomachenko, you can take a piece of this and a piece of that, and yes. th you can build a blueprint from what's been done before. Yeah, that's it. Like you saw it with Salido, he roughed him up a little bit. Lenara yep. um, spun off with him yep. a little bit. We mentioned the Pedraza fight last time. It was right in, yeah, right in, same I had it close. Um, and then I know since then he's come back, rounds. he's had well, an injury. Yeah. So... It's, like I say, and, and I do think he's a brilliant fighter, very special fighter. But um, it's like say, well, he's not unbeatable because he has lost the fight. Although he got it in the knackers all night. Yeah, yeah. Salido so didn't bother making the weight. Yeah, um, 
But yeah, no, there is ways there. Is this the type of fight that, especially in this gym, listen, you know, he's, he's left now, so I can say it, but you know, you've got world champion, world champion, former world champion, world title contender. You know, yeah. We're at such a high level here, and obviously Joe, former Ring Magazine, yeah. uh, coach of the year as well. Is this the type of thing when the fight gets asked, when the fight gets made, that Joe kind of looks, it gives you a look as if to go, this is what we're all about, man. Yeah, of course. This is what we want a piece of. Yeah, this is it. This is, this is the highest, like, for me, at lightweight, there's not a bigger fight out there. There's no bigger fight out there. Um, we've, we've mentioned it a few times in many people's opinion, the best fighter on the planet. This is what you get into boxing for. Um, it's been a mad old ride, and Joe's a trainer. You know, he's pitting his wits against, you know, a great fighter like that. He's got a great camp. So these are, these are the nights you get involved in boxing for. You know, I'm going over to the Staples Centre. I'm going over to Los Angeles, you know, an iconic venue like that. This is what I've worked so hard for, for um, throughout my career. You're, you know, you, you, you're the poster boy for British boxing very much, certainly in this, up, in, up in Manchester. You know, you've, you've you picked the torch up after Ricky Hatt and you're the guy that sells more tickets than anybody. What will it feel like to be headlining at the Staples Centre in LA? Yeah. I'm just a lad from Manchester. It's, Listen, it's great selling out your own city. It's amazing. I know you, you cherish those moments. Yeah. Well, fuck me. When you look back and go, yeah, yeah headline the Staples Centre, man, it is what it is. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's mad um, yeah. It's a funny one, you know, I look back on. It's like, on the night, yeah, I'll enjoy it. I'll take it all in. I always do the ring walk because I've, I've worked hard. I've done everything asked to me in camp, but I'll probably, you know, when it... It'll mean more to me after it. Yeah. On the night, I'm just there to do a job. And um, like I say, I always enjoy the ring walk. It's, it's probably one of my favourite parts about being a fight. You know, if you've ticked every boxing camp, you can walk to that ring thinking, you know what, I've done everything, this is the time to enjoy it. And that's what it'll be um, on April the 12th. But yeah, it's very, um, you know, yeah, it is, it is a bit sort of surreal. Sort of throughout the career, like I say, the ups and downs that I've had to be then sort of headlining over in Los Angeles. It's uh, it's a strange one. Yeah, very strange one. It's one I'll, you know, I'll look back on with great pride, I'm sure. When you you talk about your career, what chapter are we in now? Because obviously there was the, <laughs> there was the loss to Gary Sykes, then there was the prize yeah. fighter loss, and then there was the loss to Derry Matthews, and, and then there was the injury, of course, as yeah. well, and then the world title reign, and... It's 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 impossible to say. Chapter now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where are we? We like chapter seven, think, chapter eight. I think it's I think it's the final chapter. It's um, the sin. I've said this a few times lately. I love boxing, man. I love boxing. Everyone knows, you know I'm a big boxing fan. When I'm not um, in this gym or I'm not in camp, no, even when I am in camp, I'm in my old amateur gym. Yeah, I've just um, took that over my mate. I, you know, I love seeing sort of kids come in the gym from kids who, who are never going to fight to going out there with a bit of confidence, just different people to kids who I think, you know, they can be future champions. I'm always around boxing um, all the time. It's, it's a huge part of my life. So, you know, I, I love boxing, but boxing don't love anyone else. No. Boxing don't love no one. It'll take boxing, it'll take more from you than you take from that if you let it. I've seen it. Now. I've seen it with mates of mine who've stayed in boxing too long, and they're now slurring the words. They're now the phrase puncher. Yeah. 
and they've got very little to show for it. They've not got a house. They've not, you know, they're not retired. There's very few. There's a small sort of percentage that do that. So I'm just, I honestly believe, honestly believe that I'm still improving. But I have got it in the back of me. I've been getting punched in the face professionally since October 2006. So, yeah, before that, I was yeah. 10 years old when I um, started boxing proper. In the gym even earlier than that, but started boxing proper. I know it takes its toll, and it takes its toll on you, your life outside the ring as well. You know, in, in time, I'd love to have more children um, and spend sort of time with them. But I, I take it fight by fight. And um, listen, the ideal, the ideal thing for me is go over there April 12th, shot the world. Um, Would that be it? Is that the moment? Give to lift them belts, both them belts above your head and go, <laughs> boom, that's me, son, I'm out. Drop the mic. Stick uh, me at the top, pound for pound, number one, Anthony Collar, see ya. Mate, that has been the perfect <laughs> ending, the, the perfect ending. Manchester but wouldn't let you, there's no, just no way. It they wouldn't have happen. have defence in Manchester. So, arena. yeah, no, I didn't, whether it be a rematch or, do you know, I'd, I'd like to box in Manchester yeah, yeah. before, um, I could, but, you know, I'm, this, this could be my last year as a professional, if not my last, you know, my last two. Um, like you say, I'd, I'd, I love boxing, like you say, but I just, I know the dangers of staying in the sport too long. I think, I think I've got a good defence. I've been in a lot of tough fights, but I feel fresh, fresh from it. Yeah. I feel that the way you live outside of camp plays a big part of that. And I've always been one who stays in the gym. But as for the chapters, I think, I don't know how long it's going to be, but I think this is the final chapter. When did um, when did your mind set change like that? Because obviously, you must have I'd a certain age or it's a certain fight or it's yeah. a certain part in camp where you go, you know what, I can feel it now. I'm right at the top and I don't want to be the guy Do that's, I don't want to, with all due respect, no. caught like James DeGale. I don't want to be caught yeah. like Ricky. Gets I've seen that, to yes, back. yeah. And I've and I seen that. And even like my last camp, I remember last camp thinking, I enjoyed more that than any camp that, you know, as much as any camp I've had in my career. But um, I just, I hate sort of saying this, it feels, I don't know if I'm being a bit wrong saying it's that, but just certain lads who I've spoke to and it just hits home. Yeah. It hits home when I see how they are and, and I just think oh, that's that shouldn't be happening for the same. I mean, it shouldn't be happening anyway. You can't put a, a price on your health, but it's not like they've made anything from boxing. No. Do you know what I mean? They've not... They've sacrificed their passion so for their much. quality of life yeah. in a lot of ways. That's what I think, and I think I see those lads, and they've got young children like me, and I think, sad, sad, isn't it? You know, it's, it upsets me a little bit. But, um, like I say, boxing has been very, very good to me. But, like I said before, I don't love anyone. Yeah. And um, it'll take more from you than you take from it if you let it. It was great to see Paul Smith here today. I thought I was yeah. looking in the mirror at one point. <laughs> I always get stick on social media for being Paul Smith, but... It was great to see him here yeah. today, back in the mix again. It's stuff great like having that. him in. Yeah, have you, have you got, have you got an out? I know, I know you took maybe another year, maybe even two years. Um, but do you know what you're going to do? Do you know how, how your departure from being a pro is going to work? Do you know what? No, I'd, listen, I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it so much. And um, will he hang around the gym a little bit? Yeah, I'm sure I will do. Or a little part, like I say, I, I um, with the amateur gym you know, get so much pleasure out of that. But at the same time, I know the amount of dedication it takes for that. You know, you're in the gym three nights a week. You might run in once, twice, or you're at shows once, twice. 
you're out every bit as much as you are as a professional. Yeah. So I'm not sure that doing this for so long I could do that, but I'd I'd certainly be some kind of coach, but I'd always let, you know, there's two of my mates there, three of my mates coaching, and I always say, you know, when I go in the gym, they're, they're above me, you know, no matter what. I've done as a fighter compared to them. They're the coach. They're the head coaches. Not me. I'm, I'm under them. And you know whether I'll, I'll stay involved that way. Um, I certainly will stay involved in the game, without a doubt. Without a doubt, I'll stay involved in the sport. But um, it's just, I'm not sure like how just yet. But I'll, I'll definitely um, stay involved in the sport. Whether it's helping train fighters, whether it's helping you know, advise fighters the best I can. Just, I, I love the game so much not to. Yeah. Would you want to get into TV, do a bit of punditry? I've seen you do that. I love it, yeah, I've done, I've done, thank you, mate. I've done, I've done quite a bit and, um, no, I'd love that. That'd, yeah, that'd probably be the ideal one, to be honest. It's, um, being honest, it's sort of, you're getting paid for something you love and I do, I, I love boxing. Yep. It's, um, as I mentioned there, and um, I'll be, um, there's not things that not many things make me happier than sort of staying in on a Saturday night just watching the fights, and um, that's one of my favourite bits in camp. When you're tired, and you can have too much boxing at times, but just a quiet night in watching the fights, I enjoy it. Yeah, put the wife to bed and get stuck in. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. You talked there about being a happy place now, now loving it, feeling like you're getting better. Yeah. All, all those positive signs and results speak for themselves. You know, you're riding into this fight on the crest yeah. of big wins against. You know, other fellow top contenders. Yeah. So you should have your tail. Top ten, yeah, definitely. Like you said, last time out, I had a good win. You know, Jordan, anyone who knows that Jordan, he'd been avoided for a while. There was yeah. a reason why, and that was a good win for me. He'd been very highly ranked. Because um, you could have sidestepped. Yeah. yeah. You could have manoeuvred and a different tried way, to. You, yeah, you definitely. Top, but, but I knew that, you know, winning that fight would get me a world title shot. So, you know, we watched him, and um, we believe we had the style to beat him it'd be a tough fight which it was but it was a fight we was confident that we'd come through and we did the fight went exactly how how we thought you know Joe to be fair he nailed it from the very very off at the start of camp and that's what we worked towards and although although sort of I think I won well I had to work very hard for it yeah. and that's what camp was absolutely What's with the full track suit rig out anyway who's the sponsor mate, no What's no sponsor mate is, is no, gear is it no. or? <laughs> It's no sponsors, one of my mates brands this, but um, I'm not, um, no, just threw it on me, that's all, <laughs> that's all, no. No clothing no, line? No clothing line yet, like no. Well, um, might see a few things after um Yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I always think, you know, oh, I've like thought the I've about it. called the Llama Killer or something mate, like that, you that know? sounds good, mate. I'll get, you know what, <laughs> copyright. Just pound for pound. Copyright. <laughs> pound for pound, million dollar. Um, when you look back now on your amateur days and you know turning pro and yeah. your your journey and stuff like that, did you ever did you ever dream this big? Did you ever think it would always, go to this level? I always say dream big, always say dream big. Did being honest, did I ever believe, you know, this kind of level? That I, I really don't know. I really don't know. I I dreamt it. Mm. I dreamt it. Whether I actually thought it was, I never stopped believing that I could fight at world level and win a world title. But in some of the fights that I've been involved in, I'd probably be telling a few fibs if I thought that's what I thought was going to happen, you know, to fight for ring magazine belts on more than one occasion. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably be telling a few porkies, mate. When you look back now, 
obviously in a few weeks' time in LA, that will be the highlights. But what, when, you, when you think back, which, which are the highlights for you? Highlights? Um, there's, you know what? There's, there's been so many, you know. It's um, obviously that winning a world title and defending it, that's, you know, achieving a lifelong dream that I had from the age of 10, 11 years of age. But even ones before that, I remember boxing at the Olympia, boxing John Watson at Sean Owens winning a British title. Okay, yeah. The British title meant so much to me, knowing coming from a boxing background, the importance of that Lonsdale belt, um, you know, what it meant to me. And then, so to win that, that was that was a really special night for me To Another time, a box Gavin Reese, somebody who had, I'd watched, I remember before to professional, I'd always you know, enjoyed watching him, fighting him and... It was basically that fight was, you know, my missus was heavily pregnant at the time and that fight was, I think, probably decided whether I was going to be a full-time professional or not. So that's that's how much that was on the line then because with that, I knew win that fight, then I'd probably get a contract on the back of it, lose that fight then, having a little boy on a mortgage to pay. Um, you think, is this the right thing? I, I would have... I, 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 I wouldn't have, there's no way I would have quit boxing, but would have been able to work, box, and you just never know, it just could have been so different, I might have ended up working, earning all right money, and then I might have lost the younger, you don't know, I, I don't think I would have done, but you don't know until it's there. Yeah. Um, do you know, so their fights along the journey, that, do you know, that that mean every bit as much to me as well, do you know, you know it's like, Obviously, like you say, boxing, the Naras, you know, boxing at that arena, an arena I grew up going there, watching the greats of British boxing. But to, but there's been so many, there's been so many, it's hard to put one on. What was the fight where, because as a fan of yours, as a fight fan, when you when you turn pro and you, you, know, you start to get in the mix for titles, I always thought, fantastic boxer. Boyish good looks, you know. You always looked like you were a young boy taking on men for that for a long time until you got the the goatee beard. Yeah. But then, what we also find out is that you can go to the well. You can go to the well that you know repeatedly, and you just think, shit, this kid's got balls of steel. At what which yeah. fight did you realise I've got that? I've got that in me because all fighters must I'd have to get to a certain point in a fight where they go, do I want it enough? Do I want to work hard enough? Oh. That didn't was it unexpected. Do we turn this off? How do we get that off? Who's it? Who's put the radio on? <laughs> Thank you. Thought there was our theme tune. I thought someone was going to yeah. ring walk or something. Same. Thought <laughs> someone was coming in. Um, so what fight? What fight was the one where you, where you really took um, a good check and come out of it thinking? I think I've got the balls for this. Do you know what? Even even in fights that are lost. I remember losing at Gary Sykes the first time. Honestly, and I trained so hard, but I was running on empty from two, three rounds in and digging in, you know, I lost fight to see to see the ten rounds out. So I was proud of you know, I don't think my balls have ever been a question. The Andy Morris fight, that sort of made me stick to a game plan. And that's the only fight where I've, I've been hurt like bad. And and I don't even know when I watch it back, I must have had a good poker face because he actually could put me downstairs. I mean, listen, I felt shots. I've been put over. Mm-hmm. I've been rocked. But he hit me downstairs. And, and I remember thinking, oh, my days. Do you know, for the full round, I thought, if he hits me again, just the thought, you know, the t- and <laughs> and when I've watched it back, I don't know when the point was. 
But I was in agony. I was in agony for a few minutes, so I pulled, you know, through that. But honestly, I'll, I'll say it right now. If um, having, you know, having a big set doesn't win fights like this, what's coming up, it can help. It can it can overcome a lot of things. Determination and stuff can... Um, so many underdog stories, that's the main factor, and that's what it would be here. But I say all the time, if it comes to wanting it, I believe that I want it as much as absolutely anyone out there. I'll never be found lacking in that department, never ever. And that's just that's just in me. That's not, you know, so many fighters. I think I'd say the same, but I am. I'm willing to dig so deep until, you know, I can't dig no more. I just and I'll even when I can't, I'll still be trying to. Of course. So I just I think cause it, you know, people don't they didn't. They actually know now, but they didn't expect to see that side of me. But oh. from an early age, I've always, you know, I've always sort of give absolutely everything to what I do. Let's bring it back to the the Lomachenko fight to finish. Then, and um, you know, you mentioned earlier on that a lot of this is upstairs. Yeah. There's a lot of thought. You know, there's yeah. a lot of thinking going to have to go into that ring with right you in LA because you may lose rounds. You may yeah. lose a couple of rounds, and we've seen it countless may times lose before. minutes at a time, minutes that at a time where... He psychologically beats people. He breaks people. Yeah, and he I think he enjoys people. doing that more than Of course he else. does, yeah. yeah. And I don't care what you're saying, it's not to sound sick or just the, you, you know, it's just natural for the human. You you prey on other people's weakness. When, if you're running with someone and you can see someone struggling, it gives you that lift. And that's not being a bully or all like that. It's just... That's just human nature. Cool. You sort of you thrive off Got that weakness. Now. It's just like you sense blood. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And um, but that's what he does, and that's where I know that I can't do that. I can't do that in the fight, and it's it's going to be a thinking fight. I mean, you, you well, you know, you got it, didn't you? So I didn't. But around eighteen rounds of text sparring today, and um, it's probably just thinking, why is he doing that many rounds? But so much of it was just thinking and thinking and thinking, and Joe making sure that. My feet was good throughout. My legs was good throughout. It's, um, I mean, I'd love it if it was, but it's probably unlikely that me and Loma are going to stand in the middle of the ring trading away. So, you know, we're, we're preparing ourselves and, you know, fitness isn't a problem. You know, sort of mentally just to be switched on at the end of certain sessions. I'll be doing something where I've got to think to, you know, to try and stay sharp. Yeah. And, um, yeah, a fight like this, I've, I've said it before, you're always second-guessing your opponent, Nick, what they're going to do. But I think even more so with Lomachenko because he's so unorthodox, yeah. so unique, so, you know, he could turn up and he might do something he's not really done before because he's capable of doing that. So that's what we're doing. We're second-guessing the best way we possibly can. Does that make it twice as difficult to commit to your game plan, though? Because in the back of your... You know, when you step in that ring in LA, will you be like, there is Vassal Lomachenko? I know he's capable of this, this, and this. Is there a fear that you show him too much respect? Because that's happened Honest, before. People yeah, get in there and go, that shit, from a channel, I'm going to stand off, and suddenly the 10 no, rounds that, down. Do you know, honestly, Nick, I'd, I, will not, I wouldn't be overawed by anyone, me, or I won't be in awe of him as, as great of a fighter as he is. I won't be in awe of anyone, and that, that won't make it. I'll stick to the plan set out for me. And with him, I won't... Like I said, I'm not going over there for for an experience to say I've shared the ring with him. I'm going over there to shock the world. I genuinely am. And I'd, I'd rather get ironed out in the first minute 
train than sort of going sort of sparring partner mode yeah. to, to go the distance and that's the truth but I'm going over there believing and I, I genuinely mean that it's um, I've said it time and time again it's going to take an almighty effort and it's going to take you know a bit of thing I need a bit of luck on my side like anything in fact that you need luck on your side but I'm going over there to shock the world mate if this fight happens five years ago for you you're five years younger five years less experience is it a completely different Anthony Collar? Is this kind of come yes. at the perfect time? Yeah, I believe this is the best Anthony Collar that there's been. That's what I believe in my head. I believe I'm wiser. And certainly for a fight like this as well, Yeah. Um, I believe I'm wiser for it. And I say I'm coming off a few good wins as well. So I'm, like I say, I'm happy. I'm enjoying things. I'm looking to in improve things in camp all the time, which I am doing. And um, yeah, all the, hard, all the hard work's almost done now. We're three weeks out, three weeks tonight. So... It's um, another, you know, week or two of hard graft. I'm, I'm there for that moment, the chance to pull off one of the biggest, you know, boxing upsets, you know, in British boxing history. I've said it time again, I, and I don't, yeah. I'm not speaking out of turn to pull this off, and you know how much of a fan I am, and to be remembered by that, I'll be remembered forever. Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Listen, man, the whole country's behind you. Thank you, Everyone's Nick. I appreciate it, mate. For it. And I can't uh, wait, man. It can't wait. And listen, there's no pressure on you either. You know, you should feel like no that. pressure. I've got, listen, I've got my own expectations. So I put like that kind of pressure on myself. There's, you know, there's loads of people coming over to watch us. What I do, them proud of what I do, the city proud of what I do, British boxing proud. Yeah. But no, you, you know, you're right in the sense that there's very, very few people who expect me to do it. And, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice feeling. Yeah. Anthony Crawler, pound for pound. Number one on the planet. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Hopefully <laughs> we'll meet up next month and we can see it. Absolutely. Cheers, mate. Much appreciated. Sam. Nick, take Love care. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.